All right, what's going on, BE3? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jeff Beggins, and I've got my brother with us. I'm Craig Beggins. Good to see you all again. And we've got the elusive Mike Puma with us over there. Say hi, Mike. Happy to be here. And today we've got a really, really fun one. So buckle up because you're going to have a lot of energy coming your way, and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun for us. So we're, we're very thrilled to have... Um, with us today, LaShonda Mangum. And LaShonda, you are working with us from the Apollo Beach office. And I think it's fun for me because you haven't been here for a long time, right? Just and but I, I Just past a year mark with us. And you bring in a, a tremendous amount of energy and great production and, and inspiration with you. So I thought you're going to be a great focal point for this, for our, for our audience today. So and if you would. Smiling. So for the Happy Agent Podcast. I don't know if I can wipe it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a pretty unique story, and I think it's going to be compelling to a lot of people that are watching it. So if you were, let's start, let's roll it over, turn it over to you to kind of bring us back, born and raised in Florida. And we were joking earlier, there's like six of us in the whole world that are. Everybody else comes from somewhere else, right? So born and raised Florida native, have a great experience and path. In, and talk about kind of your path and how it led um, to real estate in general. Then we'll kind of go through the process of how you ended here and how things are going. But what started, where did you, where were you born and kind of what brought you into real estate? So, okay. to you. Well, I was born in big old Polk County, Florida, right down 60 here. I am the oldest of seven kids and I was raised by a single mom. So, hmm. you know, that's my, that's my bike story. And being the oldest of seven kids, I was always responsible for everybody else. I'm the one that's supposed to set the example. But truth be told, I could not wait to grow up and get the heck out of Polk County because I knew that there was something more in store for me. I'm that girl that, I'm that person that would dream about um, reaching for the sky and falling on a cloud and still being okay. I'm hurt. I always wanted more. You know, we came from a low-income family. My mom, she did the best that she could. And we didn't have a lot growing up. But in my mind, I always knew I would. So where do you think that where do you think that came from, Lashenda? Where do you, you know, think I that? ask myself all the time, and the only answer to that question is it God put it in me. He planted something deep down on the inside of me that made me want more. And just from that, I just struck out. I left home. I left home at 18 and moved to Tampa with a friend. I ended up living in a rooming house. He left me there, um, and, but it, it was okay. I wasn't afraid. I remember getting up, leaving that rooming house every morning, walking to um, parties to make breakfast at 5 a.m. It was like I was in a foreign land. But I felt like nothing could stop me. No one was going to hurt me. And that, you know, this is my path. I didn't know exactly where I was headed. But I knew at a very young age, I wanted to be a businesswoman. I wanted to live in a nice condo, drive a nice car, and carry a chrome briefcase. You know, when I started at Century 21, I bought my briefcase. It's sitting right over there. I don't get to use it, but I have that chrome briefcase. You know, and I don't really know where it come from. I guess it was just, you know, the way I grew up that made me want more. See, I think that's a huge point that I think everyone needs to just kind of 
think a minute and just contemplate on yourself too, because it's blind faith, right? I mean, nice. you said you're on a path. You don't know where the hell the path's going. You know, it's going to twist and turn and go uphill and downhill and sideways and it's going to rain and it's going to sun and it's going to be hailing, but it's still a path, right? And you had the faith that, you know, even when it rained and it was hot, it was still the right path, right? It was still the right path. And that's a huge, huge thing about your, your blind faith and being able to feel something without even knowing what it is and just knowing that it feels right. I think the visions, I think the visions are powerful too, though, and the detail of it, right? Like we, we dive into this within our brokerage a lot within the art of real estate and, and kind of putting out, you know, really what you want your life to be in detail, right? Because I think so many people say, oh, I want to, I want to have a better life. Right. And they stop there. They just say that. And that's just a general statement. They don't say, I want to be a businesswoman. I want to have this house. I want to carry a Chrome briefcase, right? (laughs) Not a briefcase, a A Chrome briefcase. briefcase. Why? I don't know. Maybe you had a reason to do it, but I honestly think there's so much value in that level of detail to say, no, I'm carrying a Chrome briefcase for whatever reason, right? I have a badass business right? (laughs) (laughs) Those details make those visions, I believe, come to life, right? And when you can see it in that level of detail, they tend to actually transpire. And look, you have that Chrome briefcase now, right? So I I think that's extremely powerful. What I think so, a big, beautiful home, a nice car, a husband that adores me, a daughter that, you know, admires me. So, yeah, but it starts out as a vision and I'm a dreamer. So I'm always dreaming and having visions. And then I can see them show up in my life in physical form. So I get really excited. See, the, dis- the difference between hallucination is a vision and a vision is a hallucination is just little one-time things. A vision is you get so committed to it and saying, this has happened and I see it. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but it's coming and I've got that vision, right? And then you just, just treat people well and stay on the path. And as long as your vision's clear enough, things that people and locations and are just going to fall in front of you along that journey to help you get to where you go only if you know where you're going. And I think you see most people don't even have that vision of where they're going. So how can they ever get there? Because there is no there. Right. And I think, and you're a great, example of kind of how that works. So let's go back to the story. So you're sitting there um, going through a lot of adversity, right? You're doing what you need to do. You're making breakfast at Hardee's, right? At five o'clock in the morning. That's not your ultimate dream, but your faith is strong enough to know that that was one of these steps. And then there's another step after that. So keep us on that journey. You knew you wanted to be in business. So what happened from there? I knew I wanted to be in business. So when my friend came to me and he said, listen, I'm going to this business school in Tampa and you're coming with me. I honestly didn't ask any questions. I left home. I literally left home. And it was American Art Business of Art Institute. I went there to learn to type and do word processing. So that was the beginning of me becoming a businesswoman right? The school closed. I wasn't able to finish at, to finish, and eventually I went back home for a short period. Um, when I went back home, my mom told me that I couldn't live there anymore. She told me I couldn't stay in her house. So, and I think that's the best thing she could have ever done. A friend took me in. I was around for a little while, and then I eventually moved to St. Petersburg because I had an aunt there. So I moved to St. Petersburg and I um, eventually got my own place, right? So I'm in my place. It's my 25th birthday. 
and I start crying like a baby. It's like, oh my God, my life is over. I haven't accomplished anything. I gotta go to college, right? So I started school at St. Pete Junior College, two-year degree in health service management. But I only went there because I knew I had to change everything about me. So it was supposed to be a class for communication. Right, because coming from a little town like I was, a big old Tampa Bay. Listen, I'm downtown for the first time and see these tall buildings, and you couldn't tell me I wasn't in New York. <laughs> you don't have tall buildings in Polk County, right? So I'm like, I made it. I'm in the big city. This is happening. So I eventually get an apartment, and I and I'm doing okay for myself, working this little job and what have you. But something wasn't right. So I started school, right, for uh, communications. It ended up being a degree, wasn't planned, it just happened. So after I gained my degree, I started working for a plastic surgeon. And true story, I think I got that job because I sent a thank you card for the interview. So they called me in, they gave me the job, and I was working for the plastic surgeon for about a year, right? So I meet this lady, and she introduced me. So she comes in one day and she says to me, I'm looking for a housekeeper. Well, you guys, you know, at um, being the oldest of seven kids, if I can't do anything else, I can clean up behind people. So, <laughs> so she says, we got off work every day at five o'clock at the doctor's office. So at 12 on Fridays, it was noontime on Fridays, we would get off. And I started going to Kathy's house, cleaning her big house out there in Seminole. She was awesome. When you walk in, she had a life-size Barbie doll. It was great. She would hardly let me work. You know, we'd have beer and drinks and play pool, but eventually I would clean her house, okay? She introduced me to a friend who had a cleaning service. This is no lie. The friend um, ended up doing some type of drugs, but she made these mirrors. They were like really nice, and that's what she was doing now. But she gave me this book, and she said to me, this is, this is how I do my proposals. And I took that information, I ran home, I made my own proposals up, put them in a nice folder, and I, and I hit the ground running. And I would literally go to apartment complexes. This was before I got licensed or anything. I would go to play and I would ask them, can I please clean? And that's what I would do. I'd walk in, give them my packet, and I would say, um, I want to clean your apartments. May I please clean your apartments? And this one lady gave me an opportunity. And within the first year after leaving the plastic surgeon's office, I made $80,000 in four months clean. Oh, it's on, right? Uh -huh. So I started doing this business and it was good, guys. I was in the six figures. But I always wanted, I always liked real estate. But that was, that was, that wasn't even, I think that prior to starting my business, when I lived in St. Pete, I went to real estate school while Bogue in St. Pete, but I failed and I didn't pass. So I ended up with a lingerie shop halfway through owning my cleaning business. And um, so I was doing my cleaning. It slowed down. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore because you have to have people who want to work. The turnover was hard. I couldn't just do it on my own. I had to have support of others. And um, anyway, I stopped. I remember stopping doing the cleaning service, and this lady begged me to come back. And she gave me more money. She said, if you come back, we'll give you more money. So I went back, and I started doing the cleaning service again. 
So about 2016, I think it was, um, I decided that, you know, even though I love the cleaning service, I knew I was more than a, a cleaner. I knew I was more than a housekeeper. And the opportunity just came and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my license in real estate. I'll get my license in real estate and then I can do it on my own. I can use all of my own resources and energy to do something different and make lots of money doing it. And um, I don't want to deal with the turnover. I had 20 employees at one time. It was hard. I was working. Um, I was doing uh, commercial buildings, 20 employees. We got contracts with the city and the county. It was good, but it was a lot of hard work. And, it, and I just said to myself, you know, if I'm going to work this hard, I can do this on my own. I don't have to run people down. And I, um, I, I signed up. And that August, I went and I took my course that August, finished August 31st of 2016, I think. And then I, um, I waited. I didn't go right away. It wasn't until the next year, the beginning of 17, that I um, actually went and took the test. I think it was April 17. And then um, I hung my license and I started at real estate and I was still doing my cleaning service, but it was extremely hard because now I was being pulled to what I wanted, uh, and, and, but I still had what I built. So it was really hard for me. And then I just made a decision that, you know, this is what I want to do. And I started at a no-name broker. I didn't get any support, no training, anything. So it was frustrating, very frustrating for about, you know, like a year after that, up until 18. It was the end of 18 when I started. I already knew Joey Leto. I knew Chris Brown. He's in my neighborhood. And I went to a party and Kalani Heyman was there. And she was wearing her badge. And I said, Kalani, I'm thinking about coming over to Century 21. And she said, oh, you should. You should meet Chris and whatever. And he's so nice. And I love him. And you'll really like it there. You'll do well there. And so she set up an appointment with Chris that Thursday night. I'll never forget it. So we went in and we talked about it. And I sat down with Chris and he had me on fire right away. I couldn't wait to start. You guys remember how I was when I came. Oh, yeah. I was so excited after talking to him. And, um, and I signed on with you guys. And I remember that first training. And the whole thing, it just, it just had me on fire. I couldn't wait to shoot, you know? So, it, and you know, long story short, that's kind of what happened. And then here I am in the uh, morning trainings and you guys are saying everything works. Because I was already an entrepreneur and I did things on my own, I just felt like I needed to take it all in and then figure out how it's gonna work for me. And that's kind of what I did. I know I kind of went really fast, but that's kind of what happened for me, you know? In a I, nutshell. I, I love it. Now that story <laughs> is awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's awesome on so many different levels because the adversity that you faced, the closed doors that you ran into, right? The, the issues that you bumped up against that most people, frankly, would have said, screw it. It's probably not, you know, it's not going to work, right? But you, I mean, look at it. Look at that. Look at the adversity that you've overcome on this and with a smile on your face. 
I mean, when you talk about these things that are like crippling events, right? You're, you're recounting them still with a smile on your face, knowing that you had enough blind faith to follow that there was part of the journey, right? There was a reason why you weren't taken back into that house. There's a reason why you ended up with your aunt, right? There's a reason why you met that person. There's a reason why that apartment complex person gave you that shot. There's a reason why you met that broker that you put your first license with, right? There's a reason you went to that party and you, and there's a reason Kalani went to the same party, right? Right. And there's a reason, right? So if you have that belief that this is a path and this path is still unfolding, right? It's still unfolding because I got to be top producer at Century 21 soon. But yeah, no, it's still unfolding. I want to, I want to touch on that though, because I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think there's a, a quote unquote reason but I also think that we have to take credit for some of the things we do, right? And the steps and actions we take. And she deserves a lot of credit because while there was a reason that you were knocking on that apartment, right? There's a lot of people that are going to watch this podcast or listen to this podcast that are like, I would never go knock on a door and ask someone, some stranger, if I could clean their apartment, <laughs> right? They would never do it. They would never even take that step. So there was a reason that that all transpired and a lot of good things I believe came out of that. There's so many people that wouldn't even take that step because they don't have the humility or work ethic to go knock on doors at an apartment complex and ask if you can go in and clean their apartment. And I got a venture when you were first doing it, you were probably offering it pretty cheap, right? Just to get someone to say yes. Yes. Right. And so you weren't even doing it to make a lot of money. Yeah. But I think what, what really transpired from taking that framework and creating that action is the fact that you learned the core of the real estate business, right? You learned right. that if you just go and do whatever is necessary, right, and have conversations with people, good things can happen. And so you created the framework. And I think there's a reason that happened. But I just want to, I don't want to discount the fact that you actually took action because that's the part that misses. There's a lot of people that get put in that position and their reason goes the other way, right? They, they don't go knock on doors and then they end up in a really, really bad spot. So just want to point that out. I, I think that's great. I think that also the big difference too is people do things to get by and people do things to thrive, right? And there's, and there's a line between why. those two. Right. But, but at, now you are, right? But at, when you were five o'clock getting your butt in there to make some biscuits oh. and gravy at Hardee's, that right. wasn't thriving that was getting by that was doing what you had to do uh, to do whatever it took to get through that phase of life right and there's a lot of people that that don't go through that that level when when i was talking with chris right about you which loves you as much as you love him he's a great person here's some words that i thought were interesting i want to play them to you because i think you deserve a lot more credit than you give yourself too she's truly amazing extremely vibrant completely driven and passionate totally determined. She'll do whatever it takes. She'll knock on doors. She'll make the cold calls. She'll put the video messages out there. She posts that on social media, right? And once you got a hold of an environment, and I think this was important because you, you uncovered this during your journey, that when you have somebody that believes in you and gives you support, watch out, right? Absolutely. 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 And, and that's that changed the game for me. That changed because I said to Chris all the time, you know, Chris, I need someone to hold me accountable because sometimes I do, I feel like I'm a loose cannon. And I told you earlier that um, it's very hard for me to stay routine. 
Like some people get up yep. every morning and they follow this routine, but because I have so much energy and excitement going on, it's like, it, that's been one of the things that are hard for me, but I can still make things happen. I just don't have to do them in the same order every day. I still well, do what's necessary. Well, pause this because this is a, this is an unbelievable strength slash weakness, right? And I think let's call it out because we talk about D personalities, I personalities, S personalities, C personalities. Um, you are a super high I, right? I remember yes. that from begging the next level university when we were doing that whole thing, right? This, I still, we've trained several hundred, not a right, thousand agents that you've been through there. Right. And, and you're still vivid from that, from that class. But that's what you need to celebrate because your personality style is you're not going to do the mundane well, right? You're, you, you're not. And to try to force you into a box like that is going to do nobody any good. No. So, but the challenge is, as you mentioned earlier, everything works. You're going to go door knocking, then do calls, right. then post, and then do Instagram, right. and then do Facebook, and then go over there, and then try this and try that. That's and that's it. the challenge that we collectively, as your business partners, all work on because we've got to say, okay, we got to put the blinders on at some yeah. point and say, there's a lane, but it's a fun lane, and it's not a constricted lane, but it's a lane. So let's at least stay in this county. Let's start there, right? Right, then right. Let, let's start in this. How about the zip code? How right. about are we buyers or are we sellers, right? And right. then as we start to confine in, the good thing about this business is there's never the same transaction. You and I were talking about that earlier right. today. Right. Uh, buyers' personalities are totally different every time. Sellers right. are totally different. The property's totally different. Financing right. is totally different. Inspections right. are completely different. So there's right. no risk of being bored ever in this business. Never. Right? But it's about yeah. trying to get that ritual or that schedule that isn't too constricting, but doesn't allow you to go off the, off the, the exactly. Out of and that's kind of where I am now. It's kind of where I am now because yeah. beginning of the year I had set my goals. I knew that you know I was going to work hard to accomplish them, and I'm proud of myself. But I'm still working on that that lane. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. if you will. That's why, that's why we're, we, I wanted you to be on this because this is so resonating with 98.9% of the agents in this industry is it's difficult to try to pick that path, to pick that right. lane, because we get dangled in front of us opportunities day in and day out. And, oh, it worked. Kalani got a deal over here. Chris got it over there. This guy happened over here. Did you see that? I watched the morning meeting and somebody did this from expired and that post work and this did this and this video and, and, and you're like, Right. right. And you're like, this sounds like fun. I'm going to try it all. But right. that's the guys and all of you watching, you can relate to this one because I'm, I do the same thing, right? There's mm -hmm. so many different things going on and they're all exciting, but you have to say, you know, Puma and I, we talk about this a lot. We joke. I mean, there's probably eight different new business ideas a week pop into right. minds and text messages right. throughout the, the midnight, three o'clock in the morning stuff. But sure. the issue is we got it. We actually physically say parking lot, right? So we're, you, great idea, putting in a parking lot. We'll talk about it next quarter right. because you have to say this quarter, I'm going to become an unbelievably awesome listing machine, right? right? And we'll talk about that in just a second because I know you're making the transition into listings for a lot of reasons. Right. But until you commit to saying, I'm going to walk, first physically walk over to that lane and I'm going to get really good because the skill sets for being a great listing agent are different than being a great buyer's agent. They're just different. They're not better, they're not worse, they're just different, right? Your prospecting means completely changes. Right. Your qualification questions totally change. 
your presentation methodology completely changed, your follow-up systems completely changed, right? Your sales funnel is completely different and your end result and how you conduct your day-to-day -day is completely different, right? I mean, it's a, it's a whole different industry being a listing agent than being a buyer's agent. And we have the ability to cross lanes and swerve a lot, which is a blessing and a curse a lot of times. But if you want to start to, like your journey narrows down to this path. And if this path may take you down listings and you could have be an amazing listing agent and have 10, 20, 30, 40 listings if you want, or it might take you down where you're going to do half and half, or it doesn't matter. That's the beautiful, you get to pick it. You get to pick it. But I think for everybody watching that can relate, it's distracting. And especially there's a mostly high eyes in this industry, right? The vast majority are. And highly visual, high eye, it's you, right? So well, everyone's relating and probably nodding along listening right now. I think the way to combat it, though, is to have the self-awareness to know, hey, I like this is who I am. This is how we are. You know, me and you have had this conversation a lot because we are that way, right? Where we're always, our brains are just going and we're always on to the next thing. And I can't stand when things become the same, Monday, right? Um, right? I'm very routine in some ways, but in most, when it comes to business, I can't stand it. It's why I like startups so much because there's always development and something changing. It's why I like this industry so much. There's always something new, but we have, once you have the self-awareness to know that and know that it can create a weakness, then you surround yourself with people, whether it's a coach, whether it's, you know, a partner, someone that's going to balance that, right? That's Craig fits into this so well for us because he's the one who's like, Hey, idiots, we already have enough <laughs> ideas. Don't, don't talk about that. Hey, that's not going to make any money. Let's focus yes, over here. Let's right? focus so on this. We have yeah. him to, to bring us back to earth and keep us on track and make sure that he's balancing all the craziness, right? And so accountability. So yeah, definitely. Exactly. And and keeping you on track, right? And yes. for you, you have, you know, obviously you have the whole team behind you, but Chris can certainly serve as that role for you. And so I think that's really important. So for those watching, find your balance. Find understand your weakness, accept it, and then try and balance that in some way, shape, or form. Let's let me bring something up though, because Lucenta said this from the beginning that she's always had the desire for more. So you said a lot of agents are agreeing with her. I'm going to, I'm not going to say I disagree, but I'm going to say that she has an advantage because you know, what I do on the interview process is I talk about what I call the money questions. And Lissandra, you've got a husband. Yes. He loves you very much. Yes. Can you live on his income alone? Now we are. I've saved up all my commissions from this year. It's so exciting. It's so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but see, so here's the thing. She doesn't need to create this income to support her family. Right? It's an internal drive that she has, that she's had since she was a little girl, the desire for more. Right? right? She's making this money and not even spending it. No. Right? <laughs> saving it and she's ecstatic to save it. I so am. Because I, there's a bigger picture. You talk about saving your money to buy your first investment property or taking that money and using it wisely. So, you know, those are the kind of things I think about, especially, you know, I think about, you know, leaving something for my child, my children's children. You know, it's not all about me. I want to be able to take care of all of my needs and have enough left over. I have four sisters and two brothers. 
you know, and they're not doing as well. And I want to be able to help them and not look for anything in return. It's not, it's not just about me. So I want to create that generational wealth. I felt like I was the first person in our generation to break the chain, if you will, to actually go out and, and, and become a business owner, to do the things that I'm doing versus, you know, staying in the situation I am. Because the people that grew up with me and they know me, they didn't expect this for my life. You know, I was supposed to stay right there where I was and continue the way I was living. Most of us do. Many of us don't get out. And to, and to, for me to be able to accomplish the things that I have accomplished is sort of hard to believe sometimes. It's like unrecognizable, but I don't question that. I keep thanking God and I keep moving forward because my prayer was, Lord, please don't let go of my hand. Walk me through this. I didn't ask to be here and I don't want to stay in a place of, of like, you know, I grew up with like, I want to come from that place of abundance. And you guys, you helped me to believe in myself. That environment that I am in with so many successful agents and everyone showing love and support, that's exactly what I needed. You know what I mean? Because I've never had that. Even when I was for the, you know, 20 years, August is 20 years that I've been an entrepreneur. I haven't worked for anybody in 20 years. But it's that internal drive. It's my story. It's my background, if you will, that pushes me to want more, that carries me to that next level, that, that says quitting is, an op quitting is not an option. I remember when I started college at JC, it was the junior college then, but my professor, he called me tenacious. He said, you're as tenacious as a bulldog. I didn't know if he was cursing me out or what. I had to go look, look, look the word up. What does tenacious mean? But I adapted that, and, it, it, and for me, it, I saw it as accomplishment um, because I don't understand why people just accept where they are. Why won't you work harder for more? Why aren't you trying? And that's just the type of person I've always been. Honestly, my siblings stay away from me because I push too hard. I expect the best out of everybody around me, and I just, you know, I just don't stop. I, I, love that. I really believe I can have everything I want. And, and I think one of the things you touched on too goes back to blind faith, right? And right. you're not walking this path alone, no. right? You've got, someone, you've got someone holding your hand. Right. And that's your blind faith, that's which gives right. you the confidence that to take that next step. And then if I think you, you look around this, this company, this family, this tribe that you found or were attracted to, right? right. We got your back. Right, exactly. there, you know that you're not walking down any path alone again, right. because we're right there, and you still are your own business owner. You just have a business partner group that to bounce any ideas off. And when you need your butt kicked, we do it. When you need the other stuff, we do it. You need the accountability, you got it. But you have the ability to just kind of thrive with your flexibility and creativity to be your best you. But you know that you got us with you. So there's the, there's that confidence. I think that helps knowing that you've got support. Um, some behind your back, right? You that we're behind Absolutely. you. If anything's Absolutely. not scary down that journey in that path, we, a we've already been down that path, and b we got your back, and nothing's going to happen to you. So I think that I hope for those who are watching, I hope you have that for yourself, because it, it gives you that ability to stand up a little prouder and take a step that you normally might have been a little afraid to do, 
go into that neighborhood with a higher price point, right? Go talk to that for sale by owner that's a little out of your normal comfort zone. Go, go take the risk, right? right? But you're not gonna do that until you have that drive and you say, you know what? I'm gonna buy some investment properties so my grandkids can right. fund their college education off of the returns from that property that'll be paid off by the time they go to college, right? right? But those are the type of things that narrow the journey, narrow the path when you say, okay, I need X dollars per month, free cash flow coming in, needs are met, extra cash because I'm going to take care of brother, sister, kids, grandkids, and anybody else who needs me, right? That's right. And then that's, that, right. that's kind of that driving beacon, that, that force that just kind of keeps pulling you. And then once you get clear on that, which you're going to see, and I can't wait to watch your career unfold even more. But once it really gets really clear to you as far as what I'm just talked about, I'm going to create X dollars per month because I'm going to buy this and I'm going to stockpile this much money. As soon as I get it, I'm going to deploy it here, here, and here. And then just watch out and just keep walking. Now, Puma, you called it out too, and Craig, you too. The issue is she keeps walking, right? You keep walking down that path. You're talking to people every day. And it might be a cold call. It might be a sphere. It might be your, your social media is awesome. I mean, the uplifting inspirational messages you put out to your tribe is amazing, right? And that's going to be attractive to some, to be repelling to others, who cares, right? But you're, you're, you're solidifying a base that's your cheerleading squad, in addition to us, right, that likes to watch you do stuff. So when opportunities go around them, they're going to pop them into you. But I think you're starting to see, I hope you'll see soon, even clearer, that nothing will ever fall in front of you until you're ready for it. Right. I say this, when time meets purpose, there will be fulfillment. That's my there thing. You yeah. There you go. When time I meets love, purpose, there will be fulfillment. That's a great, great line. I love that one for me. how you have realized that you need to inspire and motivate yourself based on who you are as an individual. Because I see this a lot, right? Someone is a high eye, mm -hmm. but they don't use high eye things to self-motivate right be as an example if i am in a high eye me sitting down and going you know what i need to list out my goals that's not going to work on a high eye right mm -hmm. but a so so often a high eye is being coached by a high analytical who's saying no that's what works because that's what works for them right yeah. and you've realized that that's not the case and you do something really unique that i think is perfect for a high eye that keeps you inspired towards these big goals so what is one tactic that you do that keeps you going towards what you want to accomplish one tactic that keeps me going towards what i want to accomplish man what keeps me going well, I know one thing you mentioned is some some little notes everywhere. Yeah, that 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 subconscious thing that goes on. Just believing I can have it. You know, there's just a belief on the inside of me that I can accomplish whatever I work hard to have. And so what I've was what was written on that little piece of paper? On this little card, it says, "I'm a listing agent." And after I began with Century 21, I must have took at least a dozen of these. And you'll find one in my bathroom. You'll find one on my garage door, inside of my house, going out and coming in. And I see this and I say to myself, I'm a listing agent. So at the beginning of the year, when I got like those four or five listings, it's like, okay, it works. It's just a driving force just to remind me. I write on my mirror, um, 
I'm an entrepreneur and I just, I have all these little notes to remind me that I can do what I set my mind to. And you've heard them say it before. Sometimes you just have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you just have to be your own cheerleader. And I believe in that because like I said, there was never anyone there to, to neither stop me nor push me, nor hold me accountable. So I've been doing this my whole life. You know what I mean? It's, I want something, I work towards it, I get it. And that for me is, that's what defines success for me. Being able to yeah. set a goal and to reach that goal and then set a new goal and to reach that goal. Because personally, I think my husband gets sick of me. He's like, don't you have enough? I mean, I'll keep doing what you're doing, but that's just not who I am. I'm going to continue to do who, what, what I do, but I have to do more because there is more. The world is just such a big place that I know there is more. There's more for me and there's more for anybody out there who wants to go after. Now, Oprah says it best. You don't get out of this life what you ask for. You, you, you don't get out of this life what you wish for. You get out of this life what you have the courage to ask for. And, and, I, and I've learned that by knocking on the doors and asking for the business, I'll get it. By making the phone calls, I've gotten business that way. I get business through Facebook. So it all works. My problem is just that lane. And even though I'm on a lane, this morning I went out, I got these little things right here. I filled them with doggy biscuits. So I'm creating, I'm creating relationships. So I, I got these filled them with doggy biscuits. And so for the people in my neighborhood that have dogs before this podcast, I went by and delivered five. Just was thinking about you and your little furry friend and I saw these and I filled them with doggy treats and I left it there, you know? So I know from having a business, I understand how the commission works. I understand how um, building relationships work. I understood all of that. So now I'm in a point now where I don't just have to go. I don't just go in and clean your house. I can sell you a house. You know what I'm saying? My husband's a handyman. He can repair your house. And for 20 years, I've run an environmental cleaning services where we can come in and clean your house. So it's like I'm a one-stop shop. And my last buyer, my last seller, I was able to do that. We sold her house. We have her find a new house. My husband did the handyman work. We cleaned it um, for the move-out clean. We were able to provide all those services. When I started my business, I wanted to do all of that within apartment complex because I don't know, I wasn't just knocking on people living. I was going to the office. I was working for the company, not for individuals. And the goal was to be able to bring that company, all of those services. My husband did carpet cleaning. We clean them and then we can even paint them because, you know, so I wanted to do all of that. And while I thought it was going to be within that one industry, I got a, I got my license and, I, and I'm positioned now to do it um, as a business for your home. You know, I got, and, and my people, once they sell with me, they become my uncle or my aunt. So I'm, 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 I'm putting together this huge family. So once you know, once we close, you're my uncle, my aunt, or my cousin. You're part of the family now. You're not going anywhere. And so that's exciting for me, too. I'll end up with this huge family of people that can count on me, a resource. And then, like you guys say all the time, they're going to tell a friend and they're going to tell a family member and all of that. So I see the big picture. 
and I get to do it by myself. Even though I have you guys, I don't have to have a full staff. I don't have to hold, you know, keep track of anyone but me and my clients. And that's great for me. So that's just my driving force. I feel like everything I've done for the last 20 years has landed me here in a position to take care of people who are homeowners and want to become homeowners. I love it. I love it. Customer service has always been your thing. Your testimonials are awesome when yes. everybody, when, when they love you. So that's, that's great. I mean, I'll tell you what, Shana, this has been a great inspiration for a lot of people. One of the things I commend you for a lot is, and I think we kind of brushed over, let me just talk for a quick second, all those affirmations, and I'm a great listing, I want you to write great on that, on that piece of I'm paper. I'm a great listing agent, right. I sure will, they'll fit right there in the middle. Good, right, <laughs> so, but all those things are designed for a reason, because we don't talk about this enough. Every day, every one of us, there's the internal chatter and the, the drunk monkey, the negative self-talk that's in your head. So when you read, I'm a listing agent, part of you says, bullshit, no, you're not, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's our job to completely outsell our brain, right? And, right? and I commend you, and I want to call this out, that your brain, our brain, my brain, every day has things that it says that it's not productive, right? And we have, most people give in, and they, they let that hold them back. You acknowledge it's there but you're stronger than it and you're going to push through and you're going to make it happen. And you could just quiet yourself down and sit out. Right. And that's the biggest sale in the world is being able to push yourself beyond yourself because yourself is going to try to hold yourself back because that's where the comfort is. Right? right. And so you've been able to push outside of comfort, be able to quiet yourself down to move on to that next step and continue down that journey. So, that's where you need to, all of you, everybody who's been able to do this, pat yourself on the back because it's tough. It is tough. And I, and, and with that being said, I do it scared. I do it afraid. No matter what's going on on the inside of me, I still knock on that door. And, yep. you know, you have to do it afraid. I heard somebody say, fear is real. We're supposed to be afraid. It's what protects us. But I've learned from my own personal experiences that it's on the other side of fear that you actually start to get where you want to go. You start to reach your goals and you start to build that confidence. You know, it's like this side is this side is fear. But if you could just get on to the other side, you know, that's where you're going to find fulfillment on the so, other side of fear. So I, I do it all. You would not believe that I had low self-esteem and didn't believe in myself and my confidence, but along the way it starts to build. The more you, the more you, the harder you work and you accomplish those goals, you get a little more confident and a little more confident. And that's kind of where I am now, you know. Yeah. And you call it a drunk monkey. And I, when you explain that in that training, I so related with it, and then I really understood that I don't have to listen to that voice. It's not here to help me. It's here to stop me. And so once I made that, you know, that uh, once it was clear to me that that's what was happening, it's, it's been on ever since. It's been I love on it. That's the realization. So those who are watching that, I mean, guys, we have, I have fears every day. Craig does, we all do. It's, it's yeah. part of life. That's what makes us living humans, right? right? But the issue is pushing through it, Push right? Through it. Pushing through it and go to work afraid. And most oh, people don't. And that's why everybody crawls back into their comfort zone and they sit where they're sitting and they never experience the joys and the just 
the excitement of something that's cool, right? right. And that puts a big ass smile on your face and lets you live a, a lifestyle that you have a calling towards living, right? There's yes. something drawing you to a lifestyle that you can provide and give yes. to other people, but that yes. takes money. Sorry, it just does, it right? Does. And so you're able to work and appreciate that. So I know how to make money. I'm going to go make money. I have all this negative self-talk. I'm just going to shut it up. I'm going to go do what I do. I'm going to treat people well, and they're going to give me business in the future, right? And that blind faith is going to lead you all the way through. So those of you who faith. are afraid, you should be afraid, but just work right. past it. And when you get to the next level, you're going to be afraid again. That's right. right. You That's just right. are. Then you're going to get to the next level. Then you're going to be afraid about the next level. It's just called life. Right. So we don't know. You, we don't know. Like, you know, like, like they say, you don't have to see the whole staircase in order to take that first step. That's it. So if you can just look a mile ahead of the road, a mile ahead and not 100 miles ahead, you know, you get there and then you, and like you say, it's going to be a little scary, but you keep going. It's like a bad storm. You know what I'm saying? You're riding in the storm and, and you're afraid, but eventually it starts raining. It stops raining and the sun shines again. You know, I, I hate driving in a storm. So I pull over to the side of the road until the rain stops. And sometimes we do. We have to pull over. But then we get back on the road again and we keep driving and the weather That's gets right. nicer. And That's right. You know, so. I play a game. I got my little four-year-old and he's got this little table. We flip over and pretend it's a boat, right? And then I take him on this little journey and then the wind gets blowing and then the waves get rough and it gets really rough and he starts floating around. And then I said, before you know it, the birds start chirping, the sun starts shining, the waves calm down because no storm ever lasts that long. That's right. right. No storm ever lasts that long. And, and before we go, let me just share this testimony with everything that's been going on with COVID and the fact that people haven't been working in the last, what, five, three, two, three months. This time yet last year, I just started at Century 21 on January the 28th, right? Beginning of this year, things started happening to me. And Chris would say, oh, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen that fast. And, you know, and I believed him, but I was still working. Had this happened to me this time last year, I don't know where my family and I could be. So it's me making that switch and doing the things I did that first year at Century 21 that set me up for what's happening now in 2020. And so we were able to withstand everything that's going on. And I'm so grateful for that. We didn't, you know, we had the money there if we needed it. But being an essential business in everything that we do in my house, we were able to stay relevant. We were able to, you know, we were essential workers all the way around the board so we could survive. But had this happened to me at the beginning of 2019, where I had made no money in 2018, and I was really um, transitioning from full-time cleaning service to full-time resident, uh, to full-time real estate agent, it was a little bumpy. And it got a really scary, but I held on to my faith. I kept going even though I was afraid and this year has been phenomenal. So I'm looking forward to 2021 because well, I, I can see everything works and I just need to keep doing what I'm doing and pick that lane and stay on there. So I love it. that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm grateful to you guys. I really am. And there was not ever a time that I could call Chris morning, noon and night that he would not answer that phone. I literally thought he only did that for me. I literally thought I was his only, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only agent that called him for anything because he was always there. And that changed the whole game for me. It started, everything just 
started. Now I rarely call him. He's like, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's because, you know, <laughs> I got it when I needed and I'm it. off. Yeah. Just just know that I need you to stay right there. He, he's always there. Well, Ashanda, thank you for your time today. I know thank this has been an awesome podcast. I think the thank value you. nuggets in here are huge and the agents watching are really going to appreciate that they invested the time on this one. So thank we you. appreciate you. We're grateful for you. And thanks for being part of our family over here. Craig, last words? Just keep that desire to have more. That's what life's all about. Thank Bye. you, Craig. <laughs> Mr. Puma, what say you, Mr. Puma? I just want to reiterate, visions are so powerful. And that's where this started. And it's, it's a, still a common theme for her today. And so if you're watching this, make sure that you're, you don't be afraid to daydream. Don't be afraid to have those visions. Even if you think there's no way you're ever going to accomplish them, it's still okay to have them. And very likely you will actually accomplish them. So Love it. I'm a witness. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We're proud of you. Keep it up. Thank girl. you. All right. Talk with you yeah, soon. Bye -bye. See ya.